You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. I've been a little obsessed with this show recently. You have probably heard me talk about it already. AD Kingdom and Empire. It's on Netflix. They only made one season. I'm so sad. They only made one season of this show. But I hope they pick it up again. Basically, and, and I highly recommend it to you. It's, it's a description of what happens after Jesus' death and resurrection and how this little band of Jesus followers tries to get going in the face of these major powers, the, the two main powers being the hand of Rome, as described um, through Pontius Pilate in this series, and the, the hand of the religious, the Hebrew religious institution that kind of ruled the Jewish culture through the high priest Caiaphas. And so Pilate and Caiaphas kind of join forces even at times to try and stamp out this radical movement of the spirit and they are confounded again and again that they can't get rid of these pesky rebellious followers of the Nazarene and um, in fact this scrappy little group just keeps growing the more that it is oppressed and I love it I love this show because the I think it's it's so much like us as believers now and even as a circle of hope, like the disciples didn't know what to do except for the Holy Spirit. They just, they didn't know what to do from moment to moment that, you know, I think we read the Bible now and it seems like obvious this because we know the ends of the stories, but they were just living it. And, um, just kind of like we are just trying to listen to God for what happens next. And so I think it's, it's a, it's a pretty realistic description but Pilate, in particular, here's the guy who plays Pilate. He starts to look, he starts to go a little crazy in the series because he can't keep the peace, and that's that's all he was really trying to do. I was I was reflecting on his poor leadership decisions the other day, and I realized it all started, um, at least in the series, with his lack of engagement. He just tried to wash his hands of Jesus. Remember that? In, in the TV series, he's just trying to go on vacation. He literally just wants to get away from all this Jewish drama. And um, he, he doesn't really hate Jesus, but he doesn't really know him either. Caiaphas wants Jesus to die because he's threatening to the Jewish um, religious tradition. And so Pilate just kind of gives in to make... Caiaphas and the Jews happy. And so his big leadership moment in the Bible is just kind of saying whatever to um, the problem and walking away. Very uninspired compromise. Um, and then, of course, he had a bigger problem on his hands because Jesus is, in fact, not gone. Uh, he arose and filled people with his spirit, and this rebellion of love and forgiveness was unstoppable. But Pilate, God used Pilate's 
lack of engagement for good, but it was it was politically disastrous for him because the problem just grows. Um, he does he doesn't really get rid of Jesus. But it got me thinking about how hard it is to stay engaged in our own problems, um, in our own spiritual development. I think it's really hard to stay, to stick with it. And so I want to talk about that tonight as, as, our, as the last in our series on spiritual disciplines, staying engaged. I think it's hard because spiritual development requires community for one, re- for one thing. It's hard because spiritual development requires community, and community is messy because people are messy and broken. We all know this. Um, you interact with people, and you're bound to get triggered, like in the first five minutes of conversation, and you might suddenly feel like you don't belong. Nobody understands you. All over again, I think it can bring up our like family of origin stuff, trying to be in community. And I, it was happening. It actually happened in my cell meeting this week. Somebody knew came to the meeting and it like upset our homeostasis and suddenly everybody was kind of quiet and I think people were wondering is this group really safe for me now Uh, do I really belong here and it was hard I think it's hard to hear the call to work for other people's redemption to stay in it in that moment when we when we are wondering are we really safe do we really belong here you know how do i how do i do this community thing i think it's also hard to stay in it and and attend to our own spiritual development and work for the redemption of others because our culture actually applauds and even rewards walking away or washing our hands of people like pilot did as self actualization sometimes and like we call it good boundaries sometimes it even gets spiritualized as, as the detachment necessary for enlightenment, like my Buddhist friends would say, or my friends in AA say, let go and let God. Just let go. And there's a lot of wisdom in that, right? Some of us have really needed to like detach from our families of origin for a minute in order to get some perspective on how we became the way we are. And I, I think that Sometimes relationships are toxic and we need to do something different. Sometimes even get out of them. Sometimes marriages need to end. But I think more often people need forgiveness. We need forgiveness. And we forget that we can draw from a deeper well in our discomfort. That the self-giving love of Christ can enable us to stay in it, even with ourselves, and keep changing and if we're able, when we're able to do that, I think it changes the whole environment of our movement together. But it's hard. Pilot wanted to take a vacation um, more than deal with this rebel, Jesus. And, and I get that too. It's vacation season. I grew up in an Italian family. And if you know South Philly, a lot of the business, a lot of the Italian businesses where some people still live in Italy are closed the whole month of August because that is the month of holiday. And I think that's not a bad idea. 
I think, you know, Americans go so hard and fast a lot of times that our vacations involve self-medication. And I, I went down the shore on retreat this week, and I kind of saw that culture in staying at somebody's beach house, kind of a culture of, like, we need to just get whacked out of our minds in order to, like, get some rest. I'm not sure we actually find rest in escaping ourselves like that. But I think it's tempting to disengage from a problematic world, from our problematic selves and relationships. It's tempting to do that because it's hard to enter the problems and stick with them. And I want to offer you some hope today that that is exactly what Jesus is doing. He is offering to go right into the mess with us and comfort us there and lead us toward hope. And he invites us to follow him there to, to those darkest places, to those toughest places in the world and in ourselves and trust him there even when we don't know what to do or even how to stay in, in, in the moment with ourselves. So my biggest takeaway from retreat was realizing that Jesus said, he said a version of this in all four of the Gospels. And there's not many things that are repeated in all four Gospels, but this is one of them. And it's Jesus saying, basically, if you want to be my disciple, you got to pick up your cross and follow me. And if if, you, if you're going to try and preserve your life all the time, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you're going to find it. Now, what does that mean? It's so, it's so mysterious. It's going to take us a lifetime to, to work with that. But I think we need, we need to work with that instead of swallowing the, the, uh, the feel-good kind of American faith that we're, that we're fed, um, that, you know, God did it all for us, and, and we can just coast. And I think there's some truth to that, right? The, the work of Jesus on the cross was complete. But he invites us now into this life of following him. And what does that mean? I was pondering on retreat. Um, I was like aware of my desire or expectation for the gospel to be easier than this. Like to be... Um, I want it to be like more victorious or something from like a detached perspective, like to be able to stay on the surface of things and relationships so as to not get hurt, to allow me to preserve my ego and my schedule and my stuff. But instead, I think the invitation is deeper and better, not just to be an observer of Jesus's passion, but to participate in his sufferings. That's what he's calling us into. And I'm afraid it's the only way to understand the necessity of his humiliation and the necessity of him and the gift that he is. The only way to unleash the real life that is inside of a seed. You know how he compares himself to that kernel of wheat that, that is dropped into the ground? The only way to unleash that potential 
is to let the seed stay in the darkness of the unknown. That soil long enough for the hard outer shell of ours to break open and fall away. And that's really difficult and painful. And I think we're, you know, we're just trained to want instant results with ourselves. We think we should change right away. I was feeling that on retreat, even just in reflecting on, even just reflecting on my limitations made me want to zone out and just do something funner. Instead of asking God to help me right there in my weakness. And some of you might be feeling that tension even just to stay in this meeting, to stay and attend to your spiritual life. Um, I think it's hard, but I think there's so much hope there, even in the worst of it, or what we think is the worst, or what feels like the worst. I think all of us come up against these walls in our lives from time to time where it's easier to just disengage than it is to stay and engage because we can't figure out what to do or we don't want to listen to God about what to do. We feel stuck. We can't pray. We can't read the Bible. Um, Maybe we want to give up on the church. We want to give up on ourselves unconsciously because we're just afraid we can't change And I would say that that's actually a good place to be. And I keep getting inspired by this book, Saying Yes to God, that that we keep talking about. This is is in there, and it's um, just good. I wish I had it in my hands. It's just good practical uh, encouragement for when you feel like you're at that wall and you really don't know how to, like, move forward in your life. Um. it's a good place to be at the wall because we might be ready to ask God for help instead of just trying to do more um, or be more to please other people like Pilate to serve up some uninspired compromise. I think when we're at the wall, we might actually be ready to stop striving and to talk to God in the midst of our mess. Because there is a power there that is greater than ourselves, that is ours through Christ. And so I think the key is to look at Jesus, not just ourselves and our problems and our patterns, but to look at Jesus and to keep turning toward him. That's the key to stay, staying engaged in any relationship or problem that we're called to face Focusing on Jesus and his love in the midst of the hopelessness of the problem is the only way that I have found to hang on for some transformation, even when there's no transformation in sight. And I think that's often how life feels. Um, that's, that's how most things are going to look to us most of the time, I think, because we want those happily ever after scenarios like right now. Um, But humans just don't work that way. And um, the invitation is to keep looking at Christ and his transformation, his rising, 
He's going to lead us into that. So that's why I moved the cross up here today, that, that empty cross. And so I want to take some time to pray, even in this meeting as we close, just to ask for what we need. Um, and if we just sit in silence for a couple minutes, that's okay too. Um, but first I want to show you this little movie clip that encouraged me this week. Um, as I was thinking about the coaching that we need, that I need, that I hope that we can do for each other and that we can hear from Jesus. Um, it's just your basic like sports metaphor. Um, but I offer it to you in honor of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, because let's not forget that that happened. Um, and more so as a reminder that through the power of Christ in you, you have more ability to stay present to your life and your real stuff than you, than you think you do. More power to face our conflicts and come through them, not go around them. And more guts in Christ to stay in the cell or the neighborhood or the job or the relationship or whatever it is that God is calling you to do. I don't know what it is. But I know that if you're trying to follow Jesus, you're called to not give up on your own transformation. And you're called to not give up on your role in working for the transformation of others. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.